0: It's Chancel here, and welcome to Mommy Talk. Today is February 7th, and we're a solid week into Black History Month. Um, what was once started by Carter Woodson as just a week celebration hasn't expanded to an entire month. And I know what you're saying out there. Uh, well, majority of you are probably saying it's a month celebrating, but it's the shortest month. And every time I hear someone say that, I just think about the interview with Whitney and Bobby, the two of them advocating for an extension of the month or just like a longer time to celebrate black history. If you haven't heard that clip, I'm about to play it for you right now. It's February. It's black history yeah. month. Yeah. Excuse me? Black history month we need a longer month. month black history month we We need a whole year we need a black history year how about black history year for one year yeah out of every two years one year black history all right all right all right weren't they the best i just love those two but anyways um ladies we have an entire 28 days well 21 um since we're on the seventh of the month but We have 21 days to educate our little kids about the achievements and the adversaries of African Americans. So regardless of your race, I'm challenging you to do just that. Um, You know, go beyond what's printed in school books and explain to your kids the importance of knowing not just black history, but the history that makes up this country. And if you're not exactly sure like where to start, don't worry, I got you because today's episode is all about ways how you can celebrate and honor black history. But first, of course, I have to remind you today's episode is brought to you by Cool Moms Club, a lifestyle brand created specifically for dope moms looking to shop witty basics at an affordable price from hoodies and tees to wine glass sets and totes treat yourself by going to the site, thecoolmomsclub.com, and shopping. Okay, so here's this week's two truths and a lie. Uh, remember to try to guess which two of the three statements are true, leaving the other as a lie. Um, and then at the end, I'll reveal the the answers um, at the end of today's episode. So here we go. One, I want to do an Ancestry DNA test soon. Two, I hate reality TV. And three, it takes me almost two hours to do my daughter's hair on wash day. So again, I'm hoping to see where I come from. Reality TV is so annoying. And it takes me a few hours to do my daughter's hair on on wash day. And I'll share... The answers in just a few. Oh, before we get started on talking about Black history, I also wanted to update you guys on last week's episode with my friend Claudette. At the end, she revealed to me her two truths and a lie, which I won't go into, but just know they're really, really good. So if you haven't heard that episode, you definitely want to. It's episode five. Um, but Anyways, she revealed to me her two truths and a lie. And then I revealed to her that my first kiss was her brother, Eric. Um, So we've known each other for years, but apparently not well enough because when she found out, she immediately said how she was going to confront him after our call. And I completely freaked out. I feared that he wouldn't remember me um, if she did. So I begged her like not to. Um, of course, she still did, <laughs> and um, you know this was after I had just shared like every detail of the kiss, what he was wearing, where we were, and so you know, like I like I said, just the idea of him not even remembering who I was was just going to be extremely embarrassing. But I'm happy to announce later on that that night she texted me and she said that he completely remembered. So if you guys were wondering. Yes, he remembered me, and I wanted to let you know. Okay, so we made it not only another week, ladies, but another month. Um, We're in February. We made it despite the Capitol riot from last month, um, you know, the extreme high numbers of COVID deaths across the country trying to get these kids back to virtual school, the Wall Street fiasco. We made it, we made it, we made it. And I know that February is only the second month of the year, but just think about all the things I just listed. It's insane. A whole riot was at the Capitol while our VP was in the building (laughs) and the house speaker. Um, There were... Even more deaths caused by COVID. You know, trying to get these kids to start focusing again. You know, getting them back on schedule, um, and then just reading up and, and understanding GameStop and AMC stocks. It was just nuts. It was it was insane. So if you have a glass of wine here, raise it up and take a little swig. Y'all y'all know what a swig is, right? A swig is something um, we say in the South. We it's, it's like saying a sip. So you can say to someone, oh, let me get a little swig of that. Or um, you'll tell someone, here, take a little swig to calm your nerves. So yeah, like I said, y'all take a little swig for making it to February. And so now that we're here, it's, of course, only right for us to take time out and celebrate a race and culture that has helped build this country, you know, from countless inventions, unbelievable talent, um, profound, you know, discoveries. Blacks have definitely made a positive mark on the U.S. And, um you know, just growing up, I think back to some of the the celebrations or things that I did and and mostly were you know in the classroom learning about the Rosa Parks, the Harriet Tubmans, the Langston Hughes, um Thurgood Marshalls, and of course you know Martin Luther King Jr. I remember you know a few productions at school, specifically high school where I danced with a group of girls. I don't remember. At all, what the production or the play was called, I don't remember the storyline. I don't remember the the main characters. I don't remember anything about the play, but I do remember I danced. Um, Black History Month at church was interesting. Church was um, played a huge part of my life growing up. My name is Chancel, and if you look up in the dictionary, it's actually pronounced Chancel, but it's an area in a church between like the choir stand and the pulpit in a cathedral. So, um, you know, my mom came up with a name or whatnot, but she was very involved in church, and so therefore growing up we were like extremely involved in church. But nonetheless, I grew up Baptist. And then all of a sudden we started describing ourselves as non-denominational, um, which I just interpreted as like bougie Baptist or something. Like I, I feel like this happened to a lot of Baptist churches around like the late 90s. Um, everyone just switched over to being non-denominational, um, instead of having like a praise team, maybe, uh, or instead of having a choir, you had like a praise team, um, instead of like the, the chunky wooden podiums, um, you, they changed it up to like the clear acrylic ones with the clean lines. Um, there was some type or form of praise dance team or maybe mind boys um the pastor got rid of the robe just wore a nice suit i i just feel like it was definitely a thing within black churches in like the mid maybe you know late 90s but anyways regardless of what our religion somewhat evolved to or um you know, became like modernized or whatnot, we still celebrated black history with daishikis and head wraps. And it was on like a selected Sunday. Um, we were in pews looking like straight up guests at Prince Hakeem's wedding. There were speeches, there were like little snacks given after service to encourage fellowshipping with one another. But again, nothing that I can like, really, really remember. And so between church and school, I had good memories, uh, for sure, of Black history, but nothing that made me excited or, you know, felt like I it's something, you know, worth looking forward to. Um, but... Now that I'm all grown up and I just truly see the importance of celebrating our history and um, making sure that my kids understand the importance and how it is a celebration. Um, Indeed, I feel like I want to go all out. (laughs) So y'all, I've bought t-shirts that commemorate the month for the whole family, made Eric have one too. He he's going to be right along with us. Um the kids and I have been attending like these little online exhibits that feature black art, black speeches, um Taylor's school, that's my oldest again. He's in virtual school or, or distance learning and they do like these little black history programs um once a week. Um and it's just awesome. So we sit there and we watch them on the computer. Um, I've put on our calendar to attend the Chicago Children's Choir. They're doing a performance toward the end of this month on February 25th, I believe. And it's going to honor Black history through song and dance. Um, Just another way or a few activities that I'm just hoping spark an interest um, an excitement for the month for them. Because as I said, growing up, I certainly didn't have like the same amount of appreciation for February. It was black history and it was Valentine's and it was, oh, it was my mom's birthday. My mom's birthday is this month. So, oh, and of course, oh my God, I can't, I can't believe I forgot this. February was also about Mardi Gras, being from Louisiana, Mardi Gras is a holiday. Um, we're off for um, four days. That we well, usually it's off Friday, um, and then Saturday, Sunday. Of course, we're off, and then Monday and Fat Tuesday, and then Wednesday. You're generally supposed to go back to work, but typically people <laughs> are off because they just party that um, the night before. So that was like, kind of like our February celebration, but black history certainly wasn't like the top of, um, of the month. So I just want to make sure or I want to put in front of our kids, like, this is what February is about. This is a reason to be excited for February. So by doing those things, by reading books and, just showing them different things, different activities, how other people are celebrating across um, the country. Um, like I said, I, I just hope that that sparks the same type of excitement that I now have. Um, I wanted to talk about a few of like The unsung heroes, you know, some of those people that we may not have heard of as much, some of the leaders that are not mentioned often in textbooks or classroom posters, because I feel like it's another opportunity or another way that you guys can definitely explore or, you know, celebrate the month, Um, just learning more about these people that really shaped the future for us so you know people like shirley chisholm the first black woman elected to congress um it was in the late 60s that this happened but i think that this is amazing particularly now that we have a female vp um kamala harris i think it's and i i believe i i think i read that she actually has paid tribute Um, many times to um, Shirley Chisholm, you know, for in, in different ways. But the fact that this was indeed the first black woman elected to Congress, you know, she was, she was the very first. So if it wasn't for her, I'm not saying that Kamala Harris wouldn't be in the position that she's in, but she certainly made it easier for people like Kamala Harris. Um, Annie Lou Cooper. I don't know if you guys have heard of her, but she was a part of the Selma voting rights movement. So if you haven't heard of her, look her up. And while you're doing that, you can research Jesse Owens. Um, He was a track and field star. So he set a world record and long jump. He won multiple gold medals at the Olympics that same year. So this is you know, perhaps someone that may resonate better if you have like a kid that's really into sports or even if you yourself, you know, you're into sports and with the Olympics happening this year, like maybe that's just the way that you can, as I said, you know, celebrate or or commemorate this month of black history. Uh, little Ruby Bridges. There's a book out about her. I, I actually have this book um, for my little ones. So Ruby was just six years old when she became the first African-American to attend school at the height of desegregation. So, you know, you can only imagine the things that she endured, the, the things that was said to her, done to her. And as a parent, I just feel like this girl's story (laughs) I would have for sure quit my job um if I was her mom I would have been right at school with her every single day we both would have been in in the first grade you know she was six, first grade we both would have been right there saying presents every morning um Phyllis Wheatley Alvin Eiley. you know again just a few unsung black heroes that you guys can certainly look up read uh, um, with your kids if you feel like it's too hard to talk to your kids about slavery slavery right now at their age don't you know it, it can be a lot instead you can share with them these stories of these black um heroes as i said before that has shaped our future um you don't have to start them watching uh, a movie like Roots. You know, I'm 38 and I don't I don't want to watch Roots. So you don't have to start them with Roots. You can instead play Homecoming. Um, it's on Netflix. It's a film by Beyonce. It goes behind the scenes on how her performance at Coachella, it came together and it was influenced um, richly by black culture and HBCU Uh, and in it you'll see the art of stepping so google with your kids the history of of this see how it was integrated into black sororities and black fraternities which really make up HBCUs Um, something else you can watch is the movie The Help you know it gives a great preview of the way blacks were treated in the 60s And it's just a fun drama to sit and watch with preteens. I I definitely wouldn't recommend for kids under like 12 or so. Um, But yeah, watch it with your kids. You guys can discuss what's going on, what happened. There are countless books. As I said before, the little book with um, Ruby Bridges is out there. Um, there's, There's so many and they're not just about... Slavery, Like I said, if that's something that's a tough subject for you or you don't think that your kids are ready to hear about that, you don't have to go in that direction. There's certainly ways that you can, again, just make this such a great month of celebrating. There's a book out there called Hair Love. And it's the cutest book. It talks about, you know, just the magic of a black girl's hair. So the way it curls, the way it coils, the shrinks and grows, it can just be a great lead way to go even further and look up the history of black hair. So if y'all think the Kardashians came up with cornrows and box sprays, they didn't, you know, it was African tribes. Look it up. Um... Usually there's some type of black history program put on in every city, you know, every or nearby town, whether it's at the school, the church, a community center or a library. With COVID this year, I know a lot of those programs are being canceled, but there's still ways that you can celebrate with the kiddos. And you may even want to look to see if some of those are having like, virtual programs. Um, Nonetheless, I'm challenging us all, black moms too, because sometimes we just assume our kids know stuff or we don't have to explain anything to them. But it's important for us to um, make sure they know and they understand why we celebrate black history. For me, it's important because I want my kids to be proud of who they are, despite many around telling and showing them that they are less of, or they're less than, um, because of the color of their skin. I want them to know these inventors, um, and leaders, these doctors and teachers, um, the scholars, the judges that look just like them and they contributed so much to society. Um, even more, though, for me, it just reminds me to keep going. When I hear these stories, when I read more about these people, I just feel like, yo, I, I need to keep going because so many kept going for me. You know, imagine if these people would have gave up, if they would have threw in the t- towel. I just don't even want to think about how my life and, and how my children's life would be right now. So for sure... This is why I celebrate the. Um, this is why I celebrate Black History Month, and this is why I want to really spark an excitement for the month um, in my kids. Here are a few more ideas um, that you can celebrate. You can support a Black-owned business. You can watch a virtual concert um, that's honoring Black history, as I mentioned before the Chicago Children's Choir. They're doing uh, a live performance the end of this month. I, I believe it's February 25th. Um, so try to make an appointment to attend. It's going to be on like YouTube or Facebook Live, you know, just Google Chicago Children's Choir performance. It'll come up, it'll pop up. Uh, you can learn more about the unsung bl unsung black heroes I shared a few just now but there's so many more so many again that pave the way that are not listed or um written in textbooks shown on posters um mentioned in commercials and tributes there's so many that you guys can look up and um likely someone that. Even you know, like I said, may resonate with your child. Perhaps your child wants to be a teacher or wants to, you know, compete in the Olympics or whatever the case may be. I'm sure that there's someone out there, a black unsung hero, as who was a civil rights leader or activist that um, that were that was able to you know, create a career for themselves despite all of the challenges that were up against them. And that may be something or a way that you and your child can connect um, in that manner. Uh, You can support a black author or an artist by purchasing one of their books or pieces. You can read or reread Dr. King's I Have a Dream Speech can watch a black film um, you can donate to a black organization or hbcu um, there there are tons of ways uh, if you already have something planned or you've already done something this month to honor black history i love to know i love to know what you guys are doing out there so let me know you can reach out to me on the cool moms club ig um, it's at cool moms club store and send me a DM, slide up, up in my DMs and, and let me know what you're doing for this month. Okay, so let's get into these truths and lies for this week. So the first one I said, uh, um, I talked about the DNA Ancestry Okay, let's just say that sending my DNA in the mail to a company freaks me out. I mean, what if it's stolen and then, you know, given to someone to set me up in a criminal case? Or what if the government uses it later to clone me or something? I don't know. I I know that this is wild, but I feel like it could happen Um, and it scares me, but I want to do it. I want to know what part of Africa my ancestors came from. So I want to order the kit and I want to do it really, really soon. Um, Oh, I have to tell you guys this story, what happened a few weeks ago, because I feel like it's more of a reason why I feel like I I need to do it really soon. So um, when we don't order Instacart, I go to the grocery store during the week and like the middle of the day to avoid crowds. It's perfect. I can go down the aisles without feeling rushed or having the back of my ankles tore up thanks to little Timmy and his inability to stop a heavy cart when he's pushing it while his mom's looking off to the side for something on a shelf. Um, You know, it's just such a, a better experience being able to go in the store, grab what you need and get out Um, without you know a lot of people being in there so a few weeks ago i'm shopping i'm walking down the aisle and this old man in a motorized cart um is coming in the opposite direction he stops abruptly and he yells oh my god you're beautiful now you guys may not know this about me but i absolutely hate being center of attention um I do what I have to do, you know, for my business. But outside of work, I'm just real low key. So when he yelled this out loud, um, I started looking around. I started getting nervous, um, and I like sped up so no one would come down the aisle to see like what's going on. And he's still trying to like talk to me, and um, and I, you know, I I'm just like trying to get past him or whatnot. So. Um, as I get, you know, closer and he's he says, You, you know, you're you're so pretty and you're so excited or something to that effect. I, I say thanks and I just continue like shopping and try to check out. Um, but as I'm walking out of the store, he's right there off to the side, like almost waiting for me to come out. He's still in his chair. And he goes, um, excuse me, excuse me, can I ask where you're from? And I'm still walking. <laughs> um, I tell him Louisiana, and I'm like heading to my car still, and he goes, oh, I know for sure you're you're some type of Trinidadian descent. I My wife is Trinidadian, and I know you ladies when I see them, and you're definitely Trinidadian. Mind you, this was just a few weeks ago, so I have on my mask. He can only see like half of my face, but for whatever reason, he thinks that I'm Trinidadian. So um, I feel like I get stopped not by people who are, you know, that um, um, bold, um, but I people ask me often like, where am I from? Um, do I have this in my family or that in my family? And so I just really want to know what is my background or, um, I want to explore my lineage to see where I came from. So like I said, um, doing, uh, an ancestry, DNA test is something I definitely want to do very very soon and if you guys have done this before feel free to reach out to me and tell me like hey this is what you can expect this is this was my experience or um, whatever you know just just let me know what you guys thought about it okay the second one was I hate reality TV. Okay, you guys already know, that is such a lie. (laughs) I absolutely love reality TV, Um, particularly 90 Day Fiancé. Like, that's my favorite, you know, anything dealing with 90 Day Fiancé franchise, I'm watching it. Then would be like the Housewives of Atlanta, followed by Housewives of Beverly Hills and probably Potomac are tied for, for third. Um, all other shows, though, I really don't watch, watch. Like, I'm not necessarily understanding what's going on. It To me, it's just like mostly noise. I'm only watching it for the pure fact of wanting to see what they're wearing, how their makeup is, how their hair is. Um, maybe try to get a glimpse of their house and how it's decorated. As you guys know, I like, um, like interior decorating, um, perhaps a little too much because I've been spending money on this like phone app to decorate these rooms on a game. Um, but anyways, like I said, I That's like one of the reasons I watch a lot of reality TV. I um, can put my TV on mute or I can be on the phone and just watch what's going on, not necessarily hear the dialogue or what's being said. And one of my favorite shows to do this with is The Kardashians. I really don't care what's going on, I don't even know what's happening. Um, but I do want to see like how they're vacationing or how they decorated, you know, their Christmas party or their kid's birthday party or how they are changing up their um, their house decor or, you know, the, their offices. Like I love to look at stuff like that. I love to look at the background <laughs> of what's going on. Um, same thing with Botched, I feel like Botched is one of my other favorite like reality TV shows. Botched is the, the, um, like, um, uh, my God, I'm trying to a, a blink right now. Um, I guess cosmetic surgery, uh, but plastic surgery, I guess is a better word. Um, but I don't want to hear about all of the surgeries they had prior. I just want to see the before and the after. I don't want to know like the whole background story. So I pretty much just watch the beginning when they introduce the patient. I'll go off and do something and then when I think they're about to, you know, make their big reveal, I'll come back just in time. I don't really care what's going on in between. I don't even I don't want to see the surgery even. Um, or, you know, the back and forth between the two doctors. I just primarily want to see that before and after. That's it. I wish that there was almost a site where I could see the before and after and not like a like a doctor's site, but like the reveal of the the after because they usually like dress up their ha- their hair is really nice they have on a cute little outfit and that's the part i want to see i want to see like oh wow you know it's a drastic difference um so yeah but that means that um me spending two hours on my daughter's hair is also a true. Um, so she has a ton of hair. Um, it's very, very thick and it's really curly. So I have to wash it really good make sure that all of that, um, Play-Doh and <laughs> Cheerio crumbs and everything else, um, that meant to, or that, uh, got in, in her hair over the week. I need to make sure that I get it all out. So I do this once a week and I have to section out her hair in like little small parts, comb it out. She's only four, um, but she's, she's used to it. You know, it, it's, it's a process, but I've been doing it like since she was a baby. Of course, when she was a baby, it didn't take this long over the years. Her hair has definitely grown a lot. Um And so she's just, she's used to it. She's accustomed to getting her hair washed, coming in the room, turning on her iPad and watching it while I'll, while I do her hair. Um, but now I'm getting to the point where I'm considering taking her to a salon because my biceps are killing me. Um, like when I'm 45 minutes in and I just want to be able to take her somewhere, um, and let them deal with it. I don't know if she's if she's really ready for it. Definitely not right now during COVID. So perhaps once all of this kind of clears out, um, she'll be maybe like four and a half, almost five. And it'll be like a perfect time to introduce her to a salon. Um, but anyways, that's it for today, guys. Next week, Claudette will be back. My friend Claudette. Um, She'll be back to talk about dating as a single mom. It'll be a lot of fun to hear her stories. Um, Plus, we're going to talk about love languages and of course, take it all the way back um, to what Valentine's Day was like when we were kids. So don't miss it. Go subscribe right now um, so that you won't. Until then, have an amazing week and thanks so much for listening.